All right. Hey, friends, family, and folks. Finally on here with a good, fervent message. A good, fervent message of truth. And let's get right into it, guys. Because this is a stark reality. We know there's stuff going on in the world that we can't see. And the word spiritual simply means stuff that you cannot see. I know stuff's going on, but I can't see it. It's spiritual. So I want to start off by reading this. Uh, words of Jesus, words of the Lord, words of the Son of God, might I add. But anyhow, this is from the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 46. So he's talking, he says he's speaking to a great crowd. He's ministering to a great crowd uh, in Jerusalem. Or it says, and a great crowd of people from all of Judea and Jerusalem. But anyhow, anyhow, here's what Jesus is saying. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Let that sink in. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? How many times do we hear the words of God, the words of Jesus, and just the, the, the words from the Bible itself, and then exactly go back into doing whatever we want to do, whether it be smoking weed, whether it be lying, whether it be stealing, whether it be doing any kind of drug or manipulating people or choosing to do things your own way when you know God says something else. So... Don't let this fall on deaf ears, folks. These are crucial times. Crucial times. Look what Jesus is saying. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Who? Oh, my. I know that that hits home for me, but now I'll get into the rest of it. I got to read that again, though. <clears throat> Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show them whom he is like. So he's telling you, if you hear my word and do them, I'll show you what happens to that person. So here's, what he, here's the example that he gives. That person, he is like a man who built a house and dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house, but could not shake it because it was founded on rock. So that's what it is. When you hear Jesus' words, look what he's saying. Whoever comes to me and hears my words and does them, Hear his words and do them. He says, I'll show you who you're like. You're like a man who built a house on it and dug it deep into this, into this strong rock. You built the foundation of your life on the rock, which is Jesus. The rock is the truth. You build it deep into what is actually going to hold you down. Let's continue, though. Uh, so it can withstand the flood, right? So let's go on, though. But he who hears and does not obey is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. Against when the stream beat vehemently, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Don't let your ruin be great. The ruin of your house is not meant to be great, folks. He who hears the words and does not obey is like someone who built their house without a foundation. So let's see the next portion of this. Going up a chapter to Luke chapter 8. Jesus was trying to say something. That's another scripture, I think, in the book of James. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Don't just be hearing the word. Don't deceive yourself. Be, be a doer of the word. That's what God's saying. Look at that. Verse 46 again, what Jesus said. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Come on, folks. This hits home. I know it hits home for me, and I know this is hitting home for folks. And once again, I'm not out here to tell you you're a bad person. But I am out here to tell you that the Son of God wants you in relationship with Him, and He's trying to let you know the pathway to life 
is through him. That, that's what it is. You've seen I've been transformed. I've literally had demons rebuked out of me, folks, with my grandparents at their house uh, a year and a half ago. And of course, I have tough, tough days. I have rough thoughts. But nonetheless, I know the truth of Jesus is real. I know Yeshua, the Son of God, is my Lord. Like, that sounds crazy to say out loud, but I was thinking it to myself the other day. I was like, do I really believe that there is an all-knowing God, a Lord and Savior who God sent as his Son to die for me? And my next thought was, yes. Yes, I've seen it in my own life. I wouldn't be able to quit smoking weed or dealing with, dealing with drugs on my own. I couldn't. I couldn't. I tried for a year. I couldn't. So, wow. Look at, let's, let's actually read some from Luke 7, verse 23. Blessed is the one who does not fall away on account of me. Don't fall away. You're blessed if you don't fall away from the Lord's teachings. If you don't fall away from that grounding that's in the rock. But you've got to open up your heart. You have to open up your heart to receive the truth. And for one, God's the only one to open up your heart. You can seek in the... That's a great scripture. Thank you, God, for giving me this quick. Book of Isaiah. Uh, in the day that you seek me with, you, with your heart, you shall find me. If you truly seek in God with your heart, you're going to find him. Because that's the way God set up things to be. So I just want to ask you today, guys. I'm not trying to force you to believe what I believe. Matter of fact, I don't want you to believe what I believe. I want you to come to knowledge of the truth. And uh, we're still going to believe different things. About Jesus, about the Bible about how to play basketball, about how to do a lot of different things, how to use math. Like, that's just the nature of people. Plus, it's good to be unique. Who wants a bunch of people in the room that are the same? That ain't fun. <laughs> that ain't fun if everyone's the same. For some reason, we like to think we're all, try to be the same, yet no one's even close to the same. Praise God, we're all distinct. But what I was getting at with that is please pray to God that he reveal himself to you so you can have a relationship with him. Not that you be religious in God, but that you have an actual relationship with the Lord and Savior of humanity. Not that you be in religion, or not that you desire to, you know, when someone asks you a question, you believe in God? Yeah, I'm religious. Don't give them that religious nonsense, folks. Don't, don't be religious. Sure, there, there's a lot of religious people in the Bible, too, that straight up, they, they didn't make it to God. They didn't make it to the true God. Talks about the Pharisees and Sadducees. And these are people of high esteem, meaning they're, they're, uh, they're very respected people in society, which in modern times, that's like leaders of churches, you know, people who practice righteousness, people who maybe even have, people who basically are leaders of churches, the Pharisees and Sadducees leaded uh, synagogues, which is Jewish word for basically a, a church, a gathering of believers there, but... Not, I'm not saying all Pharisees and Sadducees never made it to God. Thank God that's not true. But nonetheless, in the Bible, there's many examples about Pharisees and Sadducees doing things for their own ways. Doing things for their own ways. So don't be doing something on your own way. Look what Jesus said. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my words and does them, I'll show you whom he's like. Look at it. Look at the Lord. I'll show you who he's like. He's not some lame, feeble, weak God who's like, oh, just, just do this. Everything's, it's okay. Be socially and politically correct. Just, just be okay and tolerant of all ideas. Like, no, he's like, I'll show you who he's like. <laughs> Look what he says. He's like a man who built a house and dug deep and laid the foundation on rock. This is a sturdy foundation. He's putting this deep in the rock. And he's the rock, by the way. 
When the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house, but could not shake it, because it was founded on rock. It was founded on the rock. But look what, look at the next. Here's the other potential outcome. But he who hears and does not obey is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation, and against which the stream beat vehemently, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Vehemently means just starkly. It means drastically. It means this is coming at you crazily. This, this water's crazily coming at the house trying to take it down. That's what vehemently means. It means strongly, intense. But uh, immediately that house, which wasn't founded on the rock, it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. So just to leave off on that note, I know I keep repeating this, but nonetheless, this is, this is convicting for me too. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? God bless you guys. I love you folks. And um, I'm going to get started into Luke 8 here in a second. Flip to Luke chapter 8. But I love you guys. And be at peace and joy in Jesus' name. I'm going to get into Luke chapter 8. Alright folks, after that delay, I had some stuff going on in my house, in Mikasa, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, the word of the Lord really is triumphs all things. So I got his got to get back grounded in the word so let's go let's read 40, 46 again though luke chapter 6 verse 46 why do you call me lord lord and not do what i say that's not my words that's not me telling you that that's not me telling you to do what i say that's the words of jesus the words of yeshua the words of the son of god so and let's remember quickly who the son of god really is going over to hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 uh Let's, let's, let's know why we have faith. Let me rephrase that. Why do we have faith in the Son of God? What is this? Come on now. It's a spiritual world. Why do I have faith in this quote, in the Son of God, in Jesus? What? You know what I'm saying? First off, you know my testimony. I've been transformed. This ain't no joke. <laughs> this isn't no game. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's spiritual. It's spiritual war. It's spiritual truth. Let's read it, though. Hebrews chapter 11 why why did I say Hebrews? For those who don't read the Bible or don't know about the Bible, the Bible is a collection of 66 books, right? It's one big book, the, the Word of God, but it's it has 66 other it has 66 total books in it, and Hebrews happens to be one of those books. Same with Luke. So let's get chapter 11 verse 1 of Hebrews. Let's hear what faith is. Here's what faith is. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That is crucial. That is crucial, folks. I mean, let's read it again. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. I read it multiple times just so it can sink into you. Not to ram it at you. Not to preach it at you. Not to try to get you to believe what I believe. Once again, that's not the point of this. The point is to seek truth and to find truth. And not what I believe is truth, but what the creator of this whole earthly system believes is truth. Because this, didn't, this earth and books, even video games a basketball, the Bible itself, your mother, your brother, your sister, your father, your friend, your cousin, your grandparents, they didn't just sprout out of, you know, it's like, oh, they just came from another person and that's it. Well, how do you trace back to the first person? You know, you seek deeper, folks. And the day you seek, as God says, if in the day that you seek me with your heart, you shall find me. So seek and you shall find. Let's hear what faith is again. Now, faith is the substance, is the substance of things hoped for. For the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It 
it contains, in other words, the substance, it contains things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Evidence. It's actually the collection of things not seen. You can't see it, yet it's still there. Whoo-hoo. That's dense, folks. As one friend one put it, once put it to me one time, God is mysterious. No doubt, but he's true. This earthly system and human beings and spiritual reality didn't come about because humans came from monkeys. Humans didn't come from monkeys. I'm sorry to all the anthropologists out there and, you know, folks who are in mainstream science. I believe there's, I believe that true science validates God, but I do believe that we got a lot of deception going on in the world. So, what is faith again? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We got that home. Bam. Now, let's get over to Luke 8, three, four minutes later, but... When it comes to me, I got to speak on it. I got to speak on it. So Luke chapter eight, this is Jesus speaking. For those who don't know Jesus, his name on earth, what he was called, what his name still is, is Yeshua. That's why I say that as well. Hebrew word for Jesus is Yeshua. So let me get a quick explanation on that. And let's get into what Yeshua, the son of God is saying in Luke chapter eight, verse five. He's preaching to a large crowd. So here's the parable he's saying. A sower went out in, went out, let me restart, come on now. A sower went out to sow his seed. As he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some of the seed fell on a rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Yet some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other seed fell on good ground and sprang up and yielded 100 times the amount sown. When he had said these things, this is Jesus, remember, he cried out, he cried out, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Strange thing to cry out, it seems like, right? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Most people can hear, most people aren't deaf, like 90 plus percent, 95 plus percent of the population has ears that can actually, you can think, you can hear, you're not deaf, but this is a type of spiritual hearing. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what I'm saying. Don't just take this in one ear and out the other. Because remember what he said in chapter 6. Come on now, you remember what he said. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Point blank. Listen to what he's saying. You hear what he's saying, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? He knows why. Because you're not hearing him. It, you hear it, but you don't really hear it in your heart, in your soul. In the trueness of who you are, you don't take it in and truly think on it. It goes one in one in here and out the other most of the times for most of us. So that's what Jesus cried out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let him hear in Jesus' name. Verse 9. Excuse me. His, his disciples asked him, what might this parable mean? <laughs> They're asking him. Look at this. He said, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But to others, they are in parables, right? They're in parables, so that seeing they may not see. Look at this. Seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Why is he saying this? Why is Jesus saying this? To you, it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. So the, so the disciples, it's been given to them, so they know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But to others, they're in parables, so that seeing they may not see. Pharisees and Sadducees, they claim to see. They claim to see the things of God. 
yet they were blinded, referring back to the Pharisees and Sadducees, the religious leaders of, Ju of Jesus' day, of Yeshua's day. They were blinded by their own ways, by practicality, by what they thought was right, by their own righteousness, by their own morals and standards. So this is what Jesus is tying this back to, saying, seeing they may not see, and hearing and they may not understand. Yet you see, they don't really see. Just because you see with your eyes doesn't mean you truly see what's going on. You, we see this in the media even. You see CNN post one thing about... Uh, one thing about racial discrimination. Fox posts another thing about racial discrimination. Guess what? Totally different things. Totally different things. They're reporting on the same story, yet they come out with vastly different outcomes. And CNN and Fox, they both, whoo, I'm not a supporter of either one, if I must say so myself. But I do know that, as Jesus said, seeing they may not see. That's what I see in the media a lot. Although they see, they don't really see what's going on. They're preaching their own morality. They're preaching this is the way that is right because I say it's right. This is the way that's right because a lot of people believe this. As a scientific community, many profound and, and uh, distinguished scientists believe this, so this is what is right. Like, no, just because people say so, they're not the creators of this world. They're not the creators of the human system. They don't know the way. They know their way. But do you want to follow their way? Or do you want to seek and try to find the real way of what's going on? And it isn't my way. When I say it like that, it's not follow me. It's follow the Lord Yeshua. It's follow the truth of God. It's not follow me, folks. I raise my hand in the air right now. You can't see me, but I'm raising my hand in the air. As Jesus said in John 10, 10, sorry, 10, 30, my father and I are one. His father is God. The father of Jesus is God. So if his father and he are one, then you have to know them both. You have to know them both, folks. You have to know them both. Let's, let's read John 5, 21 also. Got this scripture in front of me. For as the father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son gives life to whom he will. So the father has entrusted Jesus. God the father has entrusted Jesus the son to actually be an authority of who receives of who comes to life and who comes to death yet all right guys so as i left off with god the father has trusted the son jesus as to who actually comes to life and who comes to death now that sounds you know biased what is that but guess what he created life he created life my friends i his way doesn't line up with my way usually you know so let me get this as it usually doesn't line up with most of our ways. So let me get this scripture from Psalms. I gotta find this in Psalms. It's talking about God is the potter and we are the clay. So, but I hope everyone's in this moment while I flip to find this throughout the holy word of God. There's something different about flipping through the Bible than just having it on your phone or something, you know? <laughs> but uh, it's just true. But I hope everyone's doing good is genuinely what I wanted to say. Message me. Reach out to me. I'm, I'm not here to give you religion. I'm here to tell you about the personal relationship I have with the, my Lord and Savior, Yeshua, the Messiah, uh, the Son of God, Jesus, the Son, and how to, to show how that's literally delivered me up out of, out of my own ways. It's not my own ways that saved me. It's not my own choosing that I came to this. God had set me free, and he wants to set you free. I believe that. If you're listening to this, I believe that. 
So like I said earlier in this, in this message, in this episode, pray that God will reveal himself to you just from a contrite heart, a humble heart, from your truth, not from your truth, but in your genuinity, being genuine to God. Just call out to him. Call out to him, my friends. So ask him that he'll reveal himself to you. Literally just say in your heart, say out loud, God, please reveal yourself to me. And he will. It might be a day. It might be a year. But guess what? As it says in Isaiah, in the day that you seek me with your heart, you shall find me. In the day that you seek God with the fullness of your heart, you shall find him. As I continue to turn looking for the scripture, I cannot find it. (laughs) But uh, nonetheless, the scripture, I'll quote it then. It won't be a perfect quoting. But the quote, the scripture, the Bible verse of God is, For God is the potter, for the potter's... For what is the clay to say to the potter, why have you made me this way? Some vessels were made for honorable use and some for dishonorable use. Some, you know, God made all people. He made the people that will never receive him as their savior. That will never receive his son as their savior. His son's Jesus. He made people that will never choose to love him. I don't understand that. I really don't. God is mysterious. And his plan is beyond, as in scripture I recently read, for... For my thoughts are above your thoughts, and my ways are above your ways. His ways are above that of human ways. He's not sinful. Even though it says, who, who is he to leave people behind? Who, he made a person. He's not going to make someone love him. He's not going to make someone love him, folks. It's going to be true love. God is either going to, you are either going to love God because you really genuinely love God, or you're not going to love God because you don't genuinely love him. God's not going to force you to love him. And as my mom once said to me, I don't want a relationship where I have to make somebody care. I don't want a relationship where I have to make somebody care. Do you? I don't, I don't think God does either. Does, does he want a relationship where he has to make somebody love him, force them? No. God will. God will. God will cause some things in your life to, to cause you to reflect, wow, I really need to go to God. I really should be living with God, not living with myself, because there's consequences to our actions. We all see that. There's consequences to our actions. But God doesn't want us to live in suffering, my friends. Of course, he doesn't want us to live in suffering. But nonetheless, our own choices often cause suffering. And then, you know, God, where is God? Where is this? Where is that? But point being, God's not going to force you to love him. He's not going to force you. He's always waiting there with open arms. And he's even prodding you. As Jesus says in the book of Revelations, I stand at the door of, I stand at the, door of the heart and knock. And if a man opens their heart, I will come in and dine with them and they with me. What a symbol of that. He's dining with you in your life, knocking at the door of your heart. That's the door of your life. That's the door of your soul. Your soul is the encapsulation of who you are. He's knocking at the, at the heart of who you are. He's knocking, at, he's knocking at the heart of Jed. He's like, Jed, let me in. He's coming, trying to, get into, trying to get into Robert's heart, trying to get into Diane's heart, trying to get into people's hearts. In Jesus' name, he really is. I, I really can't find the scripture, so, but anyhow, <laughs> it was a good little quick speech that God's not going to make you love him, and with that being said, in the day that you seek me with your heart, God said, you shall find me, so seek him with your heart, and offer your, offer your life to him, because he'll, he'll save you, he'll redeem you, that's no joke, but let's read this from Isaiah 59, and then we'll read, finally, read Luke chapter 8, uh, I get more of Luke chapter 8, I should say. But Isaiah 59. Certainly the hand of the Lord God is not so short that it cannot save, 
nor is his ear so dull that it cannot hear. He's answering our question, where is God? What is God doing? So he's saying, certainly the hand of the, of the Lord God is not so short that it cannot save. It's not like God's hand can't save you. Of course it can. He said, nor is his ear so dull that he cannot hear. Of course he can hear you. But verse two, but your inequities have made a separation between you and your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Who, but your inequities, our personal choices to choose something other than God, which is in fact saying to God, I love you. I don't, I don't love you enough, God, to do that. I don't really love you. I'd, I'd prefer to do this. Like, I get it, God, you care for me, but I don't really love you. I'm going to go choose my own way instead. Your inequities have made a separation between you and God. I'm going to go party instead, God. It's all right. No, I'm going to go hang out with these people instead of going to church. I'm going to, that's a conviction for me. I need to get myself in a Bible-based church for real. But um, I need to go, you know, I'm going to go do this instead of going doing what I believe you think I should do. I'm not going to read my Bible. I'll go on Instagram. It's cool. I don't have time for the word. Oh, yep, I'll be on Snapchat two hours today. <laughs> like, your inequities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that your hands will not fear. So, with that being said, folks, I think just a little earlier in this in this chapter, of the, in this book of Isaiah, or maybe it's a little later, later he says, in the, in the day that you seek me with your heart, you shall find me. Praise the Lord. You really seek God with your heart, you, you're going to find him. Because those who really love God will seek him. Even if they don't know him, they'll seek him to find the truth. And those who are passionate about knowing if something is real or not, they're not trying to live in deception or fake stuff, they're going to seek until God reveals himself to them. So just again, just ask God that he reveal himself to you guys. I pray that God reveals himself to everyone listening to this in Yeshua's name. And I pray you receive him with gladness and with understanding and even with a reverence, a fear for who God is. He created the sun, folks. This isn't no weak being be socially, politically correct. This God of ours created a lizard. Like, he created a book. <laughs> he created a human being. So... Respect him as the all-being creator as he is, a proper fear of the Lord. So, God bless you guys, and I pray that you, that you come to God with open arms and are saved and walk with God in relationship through his only son, Yeshua. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen, folks. So, get into Luke chapter 8. Uh, let's, let's reread it again. Luke chapter 8. So, this is Jesus is preaching to a large crowd. Here's a parable he said. A sower went out to sow his seed. As he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Because it's just on a path, right? It's just on a path. This path could be dirt. This path could be rock. It's a path where people travel across. It's getting walked all over all the time. And as it says, and was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Verse, next verse. Some of the seed fell on a rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Right? So it's on a rock. It's not in fertile soil. It's on a rock, but it's, it can grow. But as soon as it springs up, it doesn't have the proper conditions to live. So anyway, verse 7. Yet some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And <laughs> choked it. And verse 8. And other seed fell on good ground and sprang up and yielded 100 times the amount sown. Because it's fertile. It's in fertile ground. Fertile ground. Let's skip down to verse 11 now. That's coming from verse 8. Let's go to verse 11. Then he actually explains what the parable means. 
Here's what Jesus says. Now, the parable means this. The seed, the seed that he's talking about that's being sown, a sower is someone who's planting seeds, who's putting seeds down in areas to be planted, right? So now the parable means this. The seed is the word of God. That's what the seed is. The seed is the word of God. Then he goes on to explain the parable. Those along the path are those who hear. Then comes the devil who takes away the word from their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. So those on, the, on that path, on that, that broad path, if you will, the devil comes in, takes away the word from their hearts, lest they should believe and be save, saved. Verse, next verse, verse 13. Those on the rock, who this is crucial, folks, please hear this. Those on the rock are the ones who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but these have no root, for they believe for a while, then in the time of temptation, they fall away. How often do we see that? I love God, but when it comes to drinking, I'm not going to give it up. Or when it comes to standing with, you know, even in a classroom type example, I, I go to college, right? I got 30 people with me. Like, oh, what do you believe? Do you believe religiously? Imagine if that question, even religiously. Are you religious? No, I'm not really religious, but I have faith in my Lord and Savior Jesus. I have, my, I have faith in God. Am I going to say that? Or am I going to stand with the world and deny my true Lord and Savior? Because as Jesus has said, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father. He's not going to make you love him. He's not going to make you stand with him. And if you're not with somebody, you're against them. Simple. Even in a practical way, if I'm not hanging, if I'm, I'll use my, my mom as an example. If I'm not with my mom, you know, like say we're at a grocery store together, I'm either with her or I'm not with her, you know, like I'm either at home. If I'm at home and my mom's at the store, I'm not with her at that. I'm not saying I'm against my mom, but I am saying you're either with someone or you're not with some, someone in a physical space. I'm using the example, but in a spiritual way, you're either truly with Jesus or you're not. Because again, what does Hebrews 11.1 1 say? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. For real. Let's actually get it. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Flipping there again quick. Because this is, this is crucial. This is crucial, folks. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is. Do I really have faith in Jesus? Or do I just do it religiously, if you will? Or do I just do it to give myself comfort? Like, no, I have genuine belief that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for my sins on the cross, that he resurrected on the third day so that I may have life in the creator of this universe. My, my sins, my inequities, as we talked about in Isaiah, they're washed away. They have separated me from God so he couldn't hear me because I had chosen to go my own way apart from him. But now, through his Son, I am able to be reconciled to him, praise God. So let's continue on. Verse 13, well, I'll reread that. Those on the rock are the ones who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root, for they believe for a while, but then in the time of temptation they fall away. So in the time of choose your worldly life or choose God, those folks choose, choose their life they can see. Because of course it's hard to, to lay down your earthly life for the Lord and Savior. But guess what? There's one truth. As Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Because again, back to John 10.30. Scriptures are just flowing out right now, folks. Thank God. John 10, 30. My father and I are one. They're one. And if they are one, yet they're two at the same time, for one, that is mysterious. That is absolutely mysterious. <laughs> but they have the same decree of authority because the father has gifted the son to have this authority, right? So they are one. 
they are one in understanding. They are one in truth. They are one in fellowship. And they are one in authority. So you must know the Son in order to know the Father. Just because you believe in God doesn't mean you're going to heaven per se. If you don't believe in the one who God sent for you, then do you really believe in God? Because as Jesus also said, if you would have believed my Father, you also would have believed me. And I think another way, I think the way it's actually put is, if you would have received my Father, you would have also received me. Because the Father sent the Son. The Father sent the Son, folks. So God bless you all in Yeshua's name. Let's go through this to verse 14 now. That which fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. So don't be unfruitful, God, guys. <laughs> God is always fruitful. But don't be unfruitful, my friends. But the seed on the good ground are those who, having heard the word, keep it in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Patience, folks. So remember, verse 46 of Luke chapter 6, what I kept reading. Why do you, Jesus' words, not mine. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Oh my. So let's, the parable, you get the parable. I'll read it again, and I'll read chapter 8, 5 through eight fifteen, And then I'm just going to close out the message. But first, I pray for a reception of truth, understanding, peace, and a true genuineness to, to seek and to live within and to truly have a relationship and a saved understanding with the true Son of God, who is Yeshua the Messiah. I pray this over you in Yeshua's name, guys. I pray you come to know the Lord and Savior of mine, Jesus. I really pray you do because it's, it's life-saving. It's life-changing. So I'm going to read this parable, and then I'm just going to end the message. God bless you guys. Much love and care, truly from me. Don't believe what I believe. Don't believe religion. Don't believe what you want to believe. But truly seek out the truth, and you shall find it. So many examples in the Bible. Matthew, in the book of Matthew too, Jesus says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened unto you. Keep going. It might not be one day, it might not be two, but genuinely seek God because as it says in Isaiah, in the day that you seek me with your heart, you shall find me. You shall find him. Not my words, folks, but it's the living creator of this earthly system. The living creator of human beings. So I'm going to read the parable, and I'm going to read the explanation of the parable, and then I'm just going to end the message. God bless you all in Yeshua's name. May peace be with you, and salvation that comes from the Son of God always be dwelling within you. I pray this, and I pray that you ask God. Just ask God. One more thing i got to say. I have to. Please ask God that he reveal himself to you. I can't make him reveal himself to you. You can't make him reveal himself to you. But as it says, like I've read already multiple times, in the day that you seek me with your heart, you shall find me. Call upon God. Ask him, Lord, please reveal yourself to me. Please reveal yourself to me, God. So I pray you ask him to reveal yourself, real, reveal himself to you, and he will. It might not be a day. It might not be an hour. It might not be a week. It might take months. It might take a year. It might take a few years. But if you truly keep seeking God, he'll reveal himself to you. He'll reveal himself to you, guys. So I pray this over you in Yeshua's name. Now I'm going to read the parable. So, verse 5. A sower went out to sow his seed. As he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some of the seed fell on a rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Yet some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other seed fell on good ground and sprang up and yielded one hundred times the amount sown. When Jesus had said these things, he cried out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples asked him, 
What might this parable mean? He said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but to others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Verse 11, Now the parable means this, The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are those who hear. Then comes the devil, who takes away the word from their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Those on the rock are the ones who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root, for they believe for a while, then in the time of temptation they fall away. That which fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the seed on the good ground are those who, having heard the word, keep it in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. 